thanks everyone for being here tonight. And by everyone, I mean also listeners and us. We are really excited that we wrapped up season one and we are looking forward to season two. But in the meantime, we wanted to answer some general questions that people have had about recording the process with that, the creative process behind this first season, and just have some good old fam and Dan fun. So we're going to go ahead and kick it off with a question that I really liked, which was, what are you most excited about happening in season two? Or what do you want to have happen? Just going into the beginning of season two and feeling the excitement that we are, I think that'd be a great one for us to start with. More Jake Baum! (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Dan getting an actual roleplay character so we can abandon Jake Baum. I thought Jake Baum was his roleplaying character. (laughs) That was Vic. I was going to save this as a surprise for the listeners, but Van Helsing is going to be going home and I will start playing Jake Baum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, goodness. (laughs) I sure hope there are listeners out there that actually like Jake Baum and we're not just shoving him down (laughs) everyone's throat all the time. Okay, seriously, I'm really excited for character development. I want to see sort of where all of our characters go with the new GM. And uh, I think that there's a lot of potential for us to develop them into some real three-dimensional you know beings so i'm looking forward to that well i already thought i was three-dimensional but thanks keith (laughs) well you are but it's shy (laughs) well it doesn't happen in one in like 24 episodes or whatever it's probably not going to happen in the next 24 (laughs) oof wow what I see usually happens in stories like this, the first season sets things up and then the second season is you're able to dive deeper into the characters and have them go on their own separate self journey. So mm-hmm. I, that's one of the things I'm excited for, especially with my new character. Um, I'm excited to see how they are incorporated into the group. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited to cause my family and friends pain. <laughs> oh, that relates so closely to what I was going to say, which is that I just know that Logan is going to be a total hard ass. <laughs> I, no, I hope and I'm excited to see through all of that um, who is behind all of this. Because Blythe- Dan's like, I just set things up. I don't actually know the answer to this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you J.J. Abrams? You have to tell me if you're J.J. Abrams. If he was, that'd be the audio version of a million lens flares. We're fine. (laughs) So going off of what Logan and Sarah said, I think is a great segue into our next question, which is, will everyone get a chance to GM? I honestly hope so. If we're brave enough. (laughs) I was going to say if we last enough season. Yeah, that was the plan was for everyone to be able to GM. Uh, We've done, even with the holiday episodes, the only people who haven't GM'd now will be... Uh, Keith and Sarah DeBono. Yeah, Keith and Sarah. And I I honestly enjoy everyone who's GM'd so far. It's been a lot of fun to see each person's style, and I really hope we can keep that up. Yeah, I really liked Nathan's style of, hey, I'm going to write like five things, and then I have two whole hours versus my style that's like, (laughs) wow, I have 20 pages of a Word doc that is supposed to help me... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that also has to do with the game that I was that I was GMing. But yeah, <laughs> I mean right, that's true. Monster of the Week is different. Yeah, let's uh, you know never expect your plan to survive first contact with the enemy. So why over prepare? 
Oh, I thought. Amen. I just always think about the one time. It was the first time that I'd ever DM'd anything. And it was for the Crawford family, sibling Dungeons and Dragons. And in one, like our first or second session, I had like this dungeon that you guys were going through with a bunch of different puzzles. And one of the puzzles was that you just (laughs) had to like walk backwards through a door or something like that. And I thought that it was really obvious. It was like the first thing that you had to do. It was. It was the first puzzle. And it took you guys like 45 (laughs) minutes. And I kept trying to be like, I I had this internal debate of like, should I help them? Should I not? Should I, should I say something? something should i just like go on and i couldn't make up my mind (laughs) oh my gosh that reminds me of a i'm pretty sure for sarah's puzzle i did end up just like start hitting the walls with my sword to try and see if i could (laughs) find the spot that sounded different like i think you rammed yourself into the door (laughs) i I remember this okay uh speaking of funny moments like this what are some of the funniest moments that you guys feel like we've had throughout season one see that's making the uh assumption that we remember any of season one and that we yeah, were funny so <laughs> i have a moment right here from the gm perspective when you all decided that vic was the bad guy yes! and, chaos, <laughs> and chaos was all like um what kind of snacks do you think we need for a mutiny yes this was something that I had not planned at all. And so it completely derailed my entire planning for Vic's progression with y'all. And I was like, well, I guess let's dive into this rabbit hole and see how far it goes. Nice. Talk about throwing your plan out at first contact. That was, uh, that was rough. I was happily in a lesbian relationship with a pack of wolves. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Effie never thought that Vic was a bad person. Which I think is really funny because honestly, most of the time I feel like I try to align Char and Effie on like the same path. Like they're, they're together. They're doing like the same things. They want the same things. But then that one, Char's on the exact opposite of like, yeah, Vic is a murderer, kidnapper, bad guy, and they're just in a really terrible place. Yeah. Well, I don't feel like Effie had any strong feelings about it. So I it was fine. We were still right I actually together. just thought that it would be a fun five minute gag. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and then, suddenly, and then yeah. suddenly it got out of control. I feel oh, like it went out of control so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh gosh one of my uh, favorite moments i don't know if it was like in the season technically or not but for the halloween episode mm. the way that grandpa bomb interacted with yes. his grandchildren <laughs> is just... <laughs> i had best, so much fun best iteration so fun. of jake bob for the whole season yes <laughs> yeah bring i back work with elderly old jake, jake bomb. every time yep <laughs> oh man i would have to say that when <laughs> another t- jake ball moment um in in the christmas episode when he goes in and confronts shrivlock and he's like shrivlock you asshole we're here to freeze you i'm I'm the ghost of hanukkah future and i'm like i i was absolutely dying everything everything with the ring um for jake in in those episodes and this i mean i know that this is catering to me as a lord of the rings diehard fan but every single time he was like, my precious, I was like, this is comedy gold. This is peak comedy right here. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I had no idea that the ring was evil when I just shouted it out. 
So when I learned that, I was like, well, I guess I dug myself a hole. Like, that is what I feel like makes you such a great role player is that you're able to just like go for it. Like, no matter what gets thrown at you, you're like, well, I have a response to this now, I guess. And I'm like, way to be, way to be, Dan. I really yeah. enjoyed Zoo spending, like, most of the simulation arc uh, just yes. hanging out in the holodeck. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it was fun in there, man. I thought it was going to be, so at the time, I thought that it was going to be a lot more intense for him to try and get away, which is why I had, like... I proposed to Dan, hey, I'm going to try and like keep Sue here. And I expected him to try a lot harder to get away. And then suddenly Keith was like, yeah, I guess this is like not ideal, but it's fine. (laughs) You were pretty happy. The I am a god moment uh, for chaos was very, (laughs) very hilarious. Ghosts are real. Yeah, ghosts are real. That whole arc was so fun. Yeah, that was a fun one. I love the potential of the time that Char and Chaos spent together in France where we don't really know what happened. (laughs) Like anything could have happened. Everything happened. Nothing happened. We don't know. But it's the magical potential of hilariousness involved in that. So speaking of that, that is what I want fan art for. And there's a question that is like, what do you want fan art of? And legitimately (laughs) what I want is to like see... Chaos and Shah duking it out with like hundreds of you know French soldiers on a battlefield somewhere in full knights regalia. Ooh, but, That's but what I want. instead of swords, it's baguettes. Sure. Oh, yes. yes. Very stale baguettes. Cool. So like two days old baguettes. <laughs> and everyone's saying, wee oui, wee oui, baguette. Yeah, I, I'm behind this. Yes, please make that fan art. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> what other fan art do people want to see? I know I would love to see Knight Tosis on the drawbridge ready to kick some ass, but then he gets a qu- <laughs> no wait, what was it? I can't wombat. remember the a wombat, a wombat to the face. A wombat's butt to the face. <laughs> Which we got the animation of and I love that. That animation is yeah, so cool. The animation is amazing. Yeah. I just I just want to see Knight Tosis in all his glory standing on the drawbridge egging everyone on. Yeah. <laughs> I think selfishly, I would love to see some Char and Effie fan art. That's true. Yes. yes. Uh, some really like soft palette stuff with them curled up together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, this is the lesbian fan art that I don't think I can stop seeing. <laughs> Very pastel colors, like randomly leaves. Yep. Yep. And, of uh, you know. And, and a pile of cords. I'll be, Effie's that'll be charging. Super cute. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's super cute. I want Char's... to see Beth and Effie too. To like, <laughs> just to... I mean, Beth would probably be the background. It would be like a triple spoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> spooning Effie, spooning Char. Done. Is Beth spooning everyone every night? Yes. I think so. I guess so. <laughs> That's kind of an uncomfortable thought, but the, the sure. Biggest spoon. We'll the biggest it. spoon. And now the podcast just came to be about polyamory. <laughs> well, if we're, if we're going to get into that. about polyamory? We have a question of hey, what are the most ridiculous relationships or ships that you can see in the in the team? Yeah. I mean, I could see a doctor ship between Dr. Helsing Zulsing. and Dr. Zuman. Zulsing. I've already that. named it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's fine and all good because if it's like your two wives that are role playing a lesbian couple, <laughs> it just makes sense. Uh-huh. I 
I think it would be funny to see Car, Chaos and Char. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Honestly, that'd be awkward. Chaos yes. and anyone is pretty much equally implausible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chaos and Beth all day. <laughs> the worst one, I have to say, the worst one I could think of would probably be like Van Helsing and Shaw. Like that just oh, doesn't no. work. That, and I, it's look, funny because you guys are married, married in, real, in real, life. real life. Yeah. But we're married in real life. <laughs> what, I love my husband. <laughs> we have a very good relationship. Nothing's wrong. Shara and Van Helsing would never be together in any universe. Oh, ever. come on. What was it the first or second episode yeah. that Shara's on uh, like, Shar's on her phone and then Van Helsing's just creepily looking yeah. over her shoulder being like, hey, what's that? Is the internet? Look, Fun. What for, is it? For me, for me, Nathan, it is the age difference. It's not like personality compatibility at all. It is simply the age difference I cannot get on board with. Right. Yeah, I know, but I think Van Helsing's young, young at heart. Uh, I don't know. You are sturdily built. <laughs> With sensitive nostrils. And a thick neck. The sensitive nostrils is my favorite ongoing gag, I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, thank you, Brom Stoker, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that this one was fun. Since we are about time travel, uh, if you, as a real person, could go anywhere in history, where and when would you go? Oh, gosh. So does this include uh, future possibilities or just the past? Mm. Oh, I think it future. should go. I think it should go future, too. I have an answer for this. This right. is a we have this as a practice episode. My only time GMing. And it was the dancing plague of 1518. I <laughs> want to go to that. I want to see that random citizens just being struck with a desperate urge to dance. It could totally be a movie. Uh, that's where I would go. Strasbourg, that, 1518. That was a fun episode, too, for a practice episode. That was really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe one See. day we'll release it as a bonus episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I feel like if I had a time machine, I would go to around the year 21... Uh, We'll just go twenty like twenty ninety three. So that'd be like my hundredth birthday future. year. Yeah, <laughs> and I would just see if it's like worth kind of like struggling it out or like <laughs> just dark. see where things yeah, just kind of see where things are gonna end in my lifetime, and then that'll help me make a lot of life decisions. I think. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys. Nathan and I don't like go to couples therapy. Like we're fine, but I have considered so many times when Nathan talks about like. Uh, well, you know, I don't really want to save for retirement because I'm just going to die young. And I'm like, do I need to like Dang. report this? Oh, goodness. No, I'm, I'm okay. with Nathan on this. I, I want to, you know, jump like 50 years in the future and, uh, you know, see, see if it's better. Out. And if it's not, that solves a lot of problems, you know, see, like, I do know. I need to save for retirement? Are we overrun with barbarian hordes? Uh, barbarian hordes where are they gonna why, come from barbarian why, why go into the future to see Canada. if you can if you're we're overrun by barbarian hordes when you can go into the past where there are by barbarian hordes i don't want here's, barbarian hordes here's the thing. i just want to know so mine would be december 17th 1903 kitty hawk north carolina i don't know if it's ringing any bells for nathan this is the uh, Wright brothers' first flight. Okay, and I would like love Nathan is there. the only one who can have flight knowledge, Dan. 
Well, I mean, he's, he's the one that's uh, studying to be a pilot and, doing, and going through all the, uh, that is uh, flight hours. So we know I thought he'd hawk is. Come on. I, I, I. We had a yeah, movie. Yeah, he's the only one that can have flight knowledge. We had that like would an be animated cool. movie. That'd be of really cool. The Wright Brothers when we were little. That I, we, love... I think we watched okay. it like a billion times. Oh, it was like one of the only things we could watch on Sundays. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You know it. You know it. That's weird. <laughs> Agreed. It was that or the Maccabees, so. Right, the Maccabees. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you remember, and it's not just me. <laughs> no, we, we share this trauma. <laughs> we have, like, I don't know. So funny. That kind of makes me glad that I'm adopted. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I'm really basic and I'm like, oh, I would go back to when J.R.R. Tolkien was alive and I would meet him and talk to him and cool. I would probably cry a little bit. And that's the end of what I would want to do in the past, because I feel like I am trying to really anchor myself in the present. Hmm. I enough. feel like the past can be really sketchy. Yeah, there, there's only one actually like safe period in time in the past uh when jesus to. was alive no no, <laughs> no. Like, uh, i don't know how did that work out for jesus i'm pretty sure the place in time you have to go to avoid like uh any uncomfortable discussions about whether or not women are allowed to talk to people is like dinosaur past yeah, yeah. that—that that is easily, you know. I would go to the Cretaceous era, and if of I got hit by a T Rex, I would be so happy. I am not <laughs> like, surprised would, by the answer at all. See, I, would, I, wanna, I like, would go die back and find out like, what actually happened. Some of like the crazy time you want to be there for so controversial. I like want to go oh. back and find out what actually went down. You know? Oh no, I do not. Yeah. The only time that real life Sarah wants to time travel is if I have been kidnapped by Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, yep. If yeah, I was kidnapped I, by Doctor Who, I am down for anything. <laughs> Otherwise, no. Or how about, how about that me, time? I think you'll find that it's just the Doctor. Doctor Who's the uh -oh. name of the show. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Or yeah, how about the times to, to erase our mistakes, like the time I was laughing and some food came out of my mouth. <laughs> so I was eating and laughing. And I'd love to go back in time and just slap my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like I definitely have some big moments in the past that haunt me, but I also feel like if I try to go back into the past and change those, then that changes present me because I don't have all of that trauma to deal with anymore. <laughs> That's too. So then we're a little bit less me. sarcastic and a little bit more happy. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the repercussions. I don't deal with the wobbly timey wobbly stuff. We don't know the rules for a reason. Let's just move Ooh, actually, just don't look at the I, back of your head. One last it's thing, fine. serious answer, uh, less depressing than my previous answer. I could, <laughs> if I could go back and stop the the Homo Neanderthalus from dying out, I would love to do that. Uh, you know, Nathan, I keep waiting for you to say I would love to go back and buy a black lotus. Oh yeah, why didn't I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, uh, man, it's the first thing. You could have just bought, you know, a couple boxes of like alpha and and then I could retire. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's like the more fun version of going back and buying Apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. But um, also more susceptible to fire damage. So. so kind of kind of going off of 
all of this, uh, travel into the past, what we'd like to do. Um, what inspired the storyline for season one? I know that a lot of it had to do with our fondness. And by our, I mean, Nathan and I haven't watched this, but we're still fond of it. Uh, <laughs> the fondness for Legends of Tomorrow and the history that's brought into that show. Before we start practicing, the way fate is set up is that ever, all the players come together and they talk about what story they want to tell. And I don't know, I can't remember exactly how we fell upon it, but we fell upon the time traveling and there was a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know if it's all going to get used, but the there's a time traveling timeshare company in the future. And that's how time traveling is being used. Um, there are some crazy ideas. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just a, a matter of like, I, I was watching the show. And so like Amara, you know, she's got like the beast sort of magic and that kind of inspired Zoo, but I wanted to like, you know, go a little bit more literal there. And, you know, I personally, you know, when I play D D or whatever, or any actual play RPGs, I like usually go with the trickster, the wizard, the the rogue, the whatever, right? Magic, magic, magic. And with <laughs> Zoo, I was like, I just want to hit stuff really hard. <laughs> And originally, Zoo was, like, hella dumb. And then I was like, this is going to be not fun to play. So I gave him a doctorate. But other than that, <laughs> he's very true to the basic <laughs> hit things hard uh, yeah. mentality. It was really fun for me. I feel like there were a lot of really good ideas that came out of the planning sessions that we had. Like uh, fun characters like Zoo and Van Helsing and stuff. And I remember like sitting down and we kind of had this pitch from Dan and Logan and uh, Keith a little bit about the time traveling superheroes. And it, it was really fun to come up with like a little bit of an overarching plot. And then throughout season one, just as a player, you're like, I don't even remember what happened in in that planning session. So now everything's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it was really nice. I really liked the um, planning session. And I think one of the things that pushed me towards time traveling, because I, 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 th I thought superheroes would have been fun. Um, I was watching a lot of different superhero shows. But with the time travel, it really opened it up to we could go anywhere, any when. So we weren't just stuck in one place in one world. I thought that Keith's answer was a great segue into how much collaboration did you do when you chose your characters? I know for me, I actually had a completely different character that I was playing when we were doing practice sessions. And I felt like, while I didn't really ever talk to anyone about my original like character pitch, there was a lot of help for both characters that I got on like creating stunts and thinking about like the different things that my characters could do in the future and stuff like that. So I would say that like I've generally had a decent amount of collaboration. Yeah, it was interesting, especially because like when we were creating our characters, being a crew on a ship, I mean, and being a, t a team of superheroes, you really have to think about like what abilities and what character archetypes are showing up on the ship because you don't want you know, everyone to be a tank or everyone to be a rogue. Or like, um, yeah, for, or for example, everyone can be a bard. Separately, Logan and I both came up with the idea of having a kind of plucky cult leaders. And then we both <laughs> ended up not using those characters. <laughs> no plucky cult leaders. Sorry, sorry. That sorry, was the character that I leader, If you wanted to be. No, I just, that's one of the things I love about Fate um, is that like, it really encourages that collaborative storytelling. And so when we were creating our characters, one of the things I know what we did was 
looking at what archetypes are there and what ones do we want to see and that was so helpful in the practice sessions because we really got to like experiment like i ended up staying with my original character i mean uh hit it in one you know but i got to <laughs> see how they would play with others so that was cool yeah. We no, keep was... referencing practice sessions mm -hmm. for any listeners that don't know, which is probably the majority of you. Believe it or not, we actually practiced for like six months or more before we ever actually reco recorded a produced episode. Yeah, you'd never know. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot to learn between like microphones, recording yes. software... Uh, you know, and then Fate. Yes, we We'd did. all played D and D, but I don't think all of us had played Fate before, so we had. I don't to think anyone that had whole... played Fate, right, Dan? You hadn't Here's played Fate, had you? No, I had. I had played Fate a uh, little bit okay. beforehand. Okay, and, and that was like he said, it was really collaborative. And when we were talking about what system we wanted to use, that's why I brought up Fate, is because I really wanted us to be collaborative. I didn't want it to be the GM and being the overlord and having the story for everyone, and then you all coming up with your characters being blind to everyone else. I really want us to collaborate as well as best as possible to create a really good story. Yeah, mm. that works so that's why well. I brought that up. And yeah. And that's why we uh, had the mutiny against Vic. <laughs> <laughs> it was a collaborative effort. No one has to collaborate with yeah, the GM. Was. <laughs> I brought Doritos to that mutiny. <laughs> cool ranch Doritos. Which do you like those? No, Kate? I do not. They're really bad. Like, oh. I didn't realize when I said it, when I made the gag, but then I had them at a funeral, which <laughs> not the best place to try things for the first time. And uh, I hate them. I really don't like them at all. Uh, it wasn't just so because you had them at a funeral. Zeus yeah, still I, I loves think, them, though. I think that question really uh, does a good job in leading into another one that I really liked was, um, what is your number one advice to keep an entertainment group together? Yes. yes. We, we've been going for uh, about a year and a half. Yep. This is, you know, we have the uh, familial bond of obligation that keeps <laughs> us together. Yeah, I can't really, like, yell at Logan a whole bunch because I have to see him for Sunday dinner and stuff. So, like, <laughs> And I take full advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you will in season two, right? Like, this. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, feel like. How many times did you want to ask me for the fake ads that we did? Yeah. You just had to <laughs> hold your so tongue. Those fake ads were so awesome. I loved them. <laughs> so many times. Oh, yeah, so Dan, <laughs> Dan, why do you stick with us? Because as, as Nathan said, we're all family. Because <laughs> it almost rhymes with fam. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that uh, was my original name for the podcast, The was. Fam and Dan. And it's, it's yep. been something that's come up. That's come up. Yeah. So I just it's it's fun. Um, I think that with us, we make sure to keep it fun. And that's what I think really helps us to keep it together, because I've seen families that try and do stuff together and it just becomes all work mm -hmm. and no play. And it makes Jack a dull boy. And so <laughs> that's why I got rid of Jake. I mean, <laughs> so but not only that, um, but we uh, I feel like we're all respectful enough mm. to each other and we understand when it's time to work. We got to get down to it and we got to uh, we got to record. We have we have that times before we record like five, 10, 15 minutes before where we joke around. We come back. We, we see how everyone's doing. We have a little bit I of feel fun. Like 5, then, 10, 15 minutes is really generous. Yes. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I really appreciate that, Dan. <laughs> but yeah, but not only that, but while we're recording, we still keep it fun. Yeah. And
sorry, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about with this one because at the very beginning, you know, like editing the, the podcast, it gets stressful. I get audio fatigue. Like literally sometimes I don't want to hear any of your voices for like a solid week <laughs> after I'm done. I love all of you, but it's real. But like at the very beginning when we first started this, um, Sarah May was like, if we're not having fun, it's just not going to be any good and we're going to hate it. And it it stuck with me because I, I was like, well, I'm doing this because I want to have fun and I'm doing it because I want a project. And I'm like, I'm not doing it for any other reason. I, I want to have fun and I want to have a project. So like, that's a great thing to remember is that if you're not having fun, then all you're doing is working and it's all uphill. Um, but it's not as easy as we make it seem maybe because we have had to be really deliberate. And one of the things I've appreciated is that like when it's time to be deliberate and to have a conversation, even the hard ones about like if we're enjoying the story or if we need to make changes to characters of the season, we've all been really willing to sort of come to the table and meet each other where we're at and have those candid conversations. Because if you can't be honest with family, then who can you be honest with, right? And so, you know, I know we say Dan's adopted, but, you know, we're family <laughs> and that, that that does help. But it's a, it's a deliberate choice to put the family and the connection above, you know, what you might individually want. So, yeah, great question. Nice. For me, yeah. it's the uh, song breaks that sometimes make it into <laughs> our actual recording. Like, um. I was paying strict attention to what you were saying, Dan, and um, and I appreciate it. But all I could think was, um, let's get down to business. <laughs> yes. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. So we did actually think defeat the Huns at least once. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, we, we, so uh, we have a couple of quick fire um, questions for characters in character that I kind of want to get into. And so I would like to address each character and you answer in character. Okay, this is quick fire. You ready? So we'll start with chaos. What new Nintendo console or game do you most want to play? Yeah, so I heard really good things about this, like uh, Nintendo Switch 360X. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the the full MMO uh, virtual reality Pokemon game. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward to uh, as soon as I can find a good reason to accidentally travel to the future. <laughs> Should be easy now that you're the captain and GM. <laughs> I'm telling you, Chaos, all you have to do is spill your coffee on the dashboard. No one's going to question. It'll be fine. I am God. Okay, <laughs> Shar, if you started a new social media platform, what would it be? How would it work? Ooh, um, I would definitely want to have a really wonderful, incredible total virtual reality where you could just start over as someone else. You know, everyone wants a break from reality every once in a while, and it would be amazing to be able to just close your eyes and in your mind, it follows your exact desires and needs and everyone's just happy and gets along and there's no need for like bullying or anything. It's just good vibes all over. Cyber utopia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I just want to point out that I feel like I'm on the dating game right now. So, <laughs> Effie, what yes. can't your cyborg arm do? Well, it can't become squishy and soft, so probably <laughs> it, it can't be a banana. <laughs> uh, Dr. Zuman, 
What is the most dangerous animal you've ever met or want to meet? Yeah, the most dangerous animal in existence has got to be man. And then the inland taipan. I mean, I you know grew up in Australia, so really I've met as many dangerous animals as anyone really needs to in one lifetime. So <laughs> is this I'm Keith or is this transforming zoo? Into them. It's both, all right? Sometimes <laughs> I'm both, damn it, okay? I thought for sure you were going to say Stingray because I know that one of those things killed your hero. <laughs> oh, too soon. R.I.P. Oh, Steve. No. Oh, God. He was so young. Uh, stop. I cried. I cried when that happened. And I, like, was not even a watcher of TV that Steve Irwin had been on. I was just so sad. Van Helsing, what is the best thing from the internet Shar has introduced you to? Oh, there's so much on the internet. Uh, hmm. But uh, my favorite thing must be the app that is called uh, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, uh, what's on TikTok that's so amazing? Us. Should follow us in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Fantasy Adventure Machine podcast <laughs> has a TikTok channel where we do stop motion Lego sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dan, we have a couple of questions specifically for the GM. First, what NPC was the most fun to play in season one? Ooh. So I would say the, I loved playing Vic uh, and also loved Jake, but the most fun would, would have been Mike Tosis. Yes. I, it was just so fun bringing out that wrestling persona and yelling at you all and saying I was going to crush you and making little dog zoo put his tail in between his legs and run away. So yeah. what you're saying is that your favorite NPC was the one who got to bully all of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, um, you know, think about that. My favorite one-off NPC was also, it was Veth, who was also another yes. bully of you. <laughs> the evil virus Beth. That, nice, it, nice. She was real fun to prepare for and play and to scare. Amazing. Cool. It was all spoopy. That cool. was, so was amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then can you tell us anything about your new season two character? Ooh, I don't want to tell you too much about it because you'll, you know, you'll find out in season two. But what I can tell you is that he is a full blown Templar knight found in the 1950s of all places. Cool. OK, last question for the day. What Disney slash movie character do each of your characters most relate to? Gaston. <laughs> oh the key okay obviously obviously for me it's got to be the beast right kind of works he's like big and tough and soft at heart and can't seem to maintain a human shape for very long <laughs> nice van helsing most relates to the two people from the uh, volkswagen commercials <laughs> hans and franz <laughs> You know, that's a very regional specific reference, right? Yes. <laughs> Is it? Like, yes. Volkswagen Southtown. I'm pretty sure that was an SNL skit before it was a Volkswagen commercial. There you go. <laughs> All right. What about you, Logan? Uh, so Chaos definitely thinks he relates best to Basil of Baker Street. <laughs> um, but he probably actually relates best to Cusco. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Effie? Oh, Effie is easy uh, because Disney owns Marvel, so Nebula. 
totally. Oh, I should there have said go. Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk is definitely my actual answer. You can't change it. You're the beast now. <laughs> Does that make Dan the Watcher? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had something I was thinking for Vic. Um, it's not Disney. Sorry, it's not Disney. Um, Jack Beauregard sure from the Spaghetti Western, My Name is Nobody. Um, and then uh, I was thinking that if we go with Jake Baum, uh, I kind of had the same thought as Logan that he thinks he's James Bond, but in reality, he's more like, uh, what was it? Rowan Atkinson's spy character. Mr. English. Bean. Johnny, Johnny English. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Um, so how about Shar? I I would say that Shar is probably most like Giselle, uh, in that she doesn't really know a lot about what's going on, but she's happy to be there. Where's Giselle from? Oh, Enchanted. Oh yes. Okay. okay. Yep. Makes sense. Amy cool. Adams. Yep. Same hair, hair color as Shar. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. Good night. Farewell. So long. No, awesome. Farewell. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for our season one Q&A session. If you have any other questions, definitely feel free to ping us and maybe we'll answer them 